Well, hello everyone. Good evening. This is going to be easily our shortest time together. Hallelujah. Okay, so welcome everyone. Um, <laughs> welcome, Mama. Welcome, Stephanie. Welcome, the gay family. So good to see y'all. Okay, so um, we just want to do something real simple, real quick, and um, after that, we would then um, enlist ourselves as. Um, let me see here as soldiers in a mini army and I'm explain why in a second but first of all let's kick this off um, by you know I guess starting the way we normally should this is word for now I'm gonna put the banner on the screen there we go this is word for now and it's a crystal rivers expression from Cape Wadulum we've been instructed to do this by the Lord every weekday starting 8 p.m. the only days we don't do this only weekdays we don't do this is on Thursday because we have Melchizedek school amen and I want to thank you all so much for joining us throughout this year. Um, Pastor Francis Seymour sends his love and his greetings as well. He's so grateful for the community that's been built up over several months and the love and overall, most importantly, the hunger to keep on coming back again because Word For Now is not the most um, accessible um, expression that we have, if that makes sense. I don't know, I guess Mama's, um, <laughs> Mama's teaching are the most accessible because I feel like as a major office that she holds, hallelujah. So um, welcome, Miss Renita. Welcome, Eka. So good to see y'all. All right. So very quickly, um, you know, we've been on this, um, you know, um, journey in the scriptures, you know, through the feasts. And recently, because of the conference, we've had a specific direction. And from the feast, we kind of like um, pivoted. And then we used the feast because the final feast is tabernacles to jump into tabernacles. And then looking at tabernacles, we looked at what the organic, the original tabernacle should have looked like. And that was communities of the people, where people would fulfill the functions of each of the furniture items in the temple, right? So you see um, menorah families, Ark of the Covenant families, brazen altar families, brazen labor families, etc., etc. Hallelujah. And from there, we went on to pivot into the study on genealogies, right? So families, not just um, in one generation, but families across generations. So you have an entire bloodline dedicated to producing this virtue. An entire bloodline dedicates producing this kind of fruit, if that makes sense. And then from there, we, we now began to transition into the books of genealogies. And last time we had this little snippet where we spoke about um, um, the city of God, that is the book of life and the city of God, hallelujah. And the end goal of all of this really is so that we can see the significance of our walk with God, of our journey with the Lord Jesus. Amen. And that's the goal. Our goal is that everyone sees that, wow, my everyday life, my everyday walking in love, every day spending time in prayer with Jesus, every time, you know, um, sacrificing the pleasure of this world to spend time in the scriptures, my um, resolve to not be afraid, to, to not give in to the, you know, what the media tells me, what the news says, you know, what, what is a popular trendy thing. That, that, um, 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 desire to, the Bible says, he that rules the city is greater than he that takes the city. To allow only the Lord to determine, you know, how my emotions flare is so powerful. We want to encourage everyone in that. So before we keep on going, we're just going to say a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. All the people that are here, thank you, Lord, for the end of Word for Now. For this year, we thank you, Lord God, for all the progress made. We thank you for all the downloads. We thank you for all the progress and so many things. Bless your name, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, 
a major thing, I'm going to share one or two things. Then I'm going to arm everyone to get on social media and begin to just like blast your social media feeds with all kinds of immersion content. And someone asked me, what's immersion? If you do not know, we have a prayer point to raise, but <laughs> it's our teen and youth, um, teen and young adults conference. You can call it teen and youth as well. It's happening um, this weekend, Sunday specifically, um, December the 18th to the 21st. And um, this is our major evangelistic outreach, or was our, now we have another outreach. Um, it was our only, now we have another one um, in Benway State, hallelujah. Oh, we're partnering to, you know, to see the Lord breakthrough in that area. And, uh, but this is our major one to young adults. And um, this uh, specific theme is gonna be really intense and we're trusting the Lord to break into the lives of many young people in ways that we haven't witnessed before. We want young people to be established as a consequence of this meeting. And so we're really looking at, you know, apart from spending a lot of time in prayer, um, I got like, I think I got like what I believe were the two downloads for the conference um, today. Um, I had a long waiting period and I took advantage of that to spend time in the word and in study and um, just took advantage of that waiting period. And I felt like I got the downloads for the conference. And so I'm gonna be praying into those extensively to make sure that every single word, you know, breaks, breaks strongholds, hallelujah. And um, this is another major thing I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to be praying with us towards the, towards the immersion. We might not be having our orthodox um, um, afternoon watches simply because most of the equipment that we'll be using for that is being packed up, right? But we want to encourage you to still take time aside and pray and pray for the young people. Pray for one that's coming. That's one. And two, we want to encourage you to go on our social media feeds. That looks like um, WhatsApp. That looks like Instagram. That looks like Facebook. And you can go to Kindle and Pages there or our group chats and you can just check your media thing in WhatsApp or you can check our, our profiles on Facebook and on Instagram. And you're going to see all these videos that we posted. Help us post them everywhere. Help us share them. Help us repost them. Help us take advantage of the social media networks, their algorithms in you know, allowing people to discover new content, to discover what the Lord is doing. Amen. Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. Many people in the world are on these social media platforms. And what a blessing it will be for a young person to bump into this just because he's a friend with someone as a friend with someone that happened to share this Instagram post. Hallelujah. So um, your efforts would be rewarded by the Lord. Um, hallelujah. We can't reward you for, for, for doing something like this, I guess. I feel like that's pretty obvious. But um, so, yes. So uh, we're going to jump into the word real quick. And we're going to look at um, something very, 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 very simple, amen? And it is um, um, maybe like a, a little, um, is it apologetic? Explanation on why it seems like we in the cave, we um, have this lean towards like the Jewish culture and Jewish you know, ideology and different things like that, amen? And it's quite simply, okay? Just brace, just hang on there with me, amen? Quite simply because the Bible was mostly written by Jewish people. That's one. And two, the Bible was written you was Jewish, you written using Jewish idioms as a way of communicating the counsel of God. My soaking music is still playing. Man, how heavenly did I sound just now? Who, who thought I was very angelic just now? <laughs> Some people hope no one thought it was an angel or something in here. We welcome them. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> they are. Okay, so um whether we like it or not, right? We're so we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, amen. And we are um, we are at Zion, amen. We will come with angels. So you're going to see in the scriptures, amen, an emphasis um, from Genesis, the book of um, Revelations, amen, on lots lots of themes that 
without an understanding of the Jewish culture, um, maybe even sometimes the Jewish language, some things might be lost. Amen. A good example of this, I've mentioned this before, when the Bible spoke about the Tower of Babel, amen, and the Bible says, um, therefore, it is called Babel, amen, for people who are confused. You know, anyone that's not a Hebrew speaker would read that and think, oh, because the word Babel means babbling in English, that that's what it, you know, translates effectively to the original Hebrew, but that's just not true. In the original Hebrew, the word Babel actually means the gate of the gods, amen? But there's another language, there's another cognate of that word, or basically another word in a different language, all right, that means confusion, that also sounds like Babel, all right? And that's the play on words that was happening here. You're going to see many play on words like that throughout the scriptures. One of them, for example, is the book of Jeremiah chapter one, when God asked um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see an almond branch, okay? And God said, you have seen well, for I'm going to hasten my word to perform it. Without an understanding of the Hebrew language, um, you would miss out on the fact that the Hebrew word for almond and the Hebrew word for hastening are very similar sounding. Amen. And so you're going to see all these, I think they're called homophones in the scriptures, where you would see the Lord saying something in someone's language and then rhyming with it. Amen. And it's such a beautiful thing that is it's, it's there. And someone would say, why do we need that? I don't know. God put it there. You know, all of these things, you know, we can ask questions about why we need things. Um, um, and we can dismiss so many things simply because the church has remained in this state of infancy for most of their lives. A good example of this would be, why does a child need their feet when they are still um, um, infants, when they aren't yet toddlers? They do not need their feet for anything. Does that mean we should ignore their feet? Does that mean we should cut them off? Does that mean we don't, blood shouldn't flow there? The answer is no. Just because you cannot see the importance, you don't, you don't see the importance of something right now, doesn't mean it doesn't have to be there. Someone says, then why are you telling it to me now if I don't, if, if it's not important to me now? The same reason why the Lord gives you many things in your body before you need them. As a young girl, as a young boy, there's many parts of your body, amen, that you quote unquote do not need but are still present, right? A young lady has a womb for when she's a kid. But is she, is she using it for anything? The answer is no, right? But you can still tell the Lord put that there for a reason, okay? So it's important that we are intentional to not, of course, we, we can take this overboard, right? We can go extreme on either side. One side is cut up everything that we don't need right now. The other side is um, absorb every single thing. What is Genesis chapter one saying? And we know that we can absorb everything all at once. And so everything is progressive. So we suck as much as we can, right? We draw as much as we can from the scriptures and we continue our journey. Hallelujah. So uh, moving right along, um, another reason for this Jewish emphasis, amen, um, is because um, apart from the fact that the Bible was written this way, and it's um, also the idioms, you know, there's many idioms. For example, when Jesus Christ would say things like, I go to prepare a place for you, amen, in John chapter 14, he wasn't saying that because he was going to prepare a place for anyone, amen. He was saying that because that is a Jewish idiom that speaks about what a groom says when he's about to marry someone. Once he's proposed and the proposal has been accepted, he then goes to prepare a place for her. It's an idiom in all a part of their culture, the saying in, 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 um, in, Jewish, in Jewish culture. Amen. Another thing that's also important is understanding things like oral tradition. Amen. Um, books like, um, like um, maybe I'll take a pause there. But another theme, a theme like, for example, where the Bible talks about the mark of the beast, a mark, you know, a man receiving a mark on his forehead or on his hand. Amen. If you check, if you understand the Jewish culture, you will understand, beloved that the mark on your forehead and on your hand has nothing to do with a tattoo, a barcode, or a computer chip, 
Amen. It actually speaks of indoctrination. Amen. And if you check things like Deuteronomy 4, 6, and 8, you're going to see references to tokens and signs. Amen. For God be put on your right hand and in between your eyes or on your forehead. Amen. When you look at all of these things, you discover that many things in many books of the Bible that um, were said were said in a context, which if you disregard, you might not understand what is being said the way it is meant to be understood. Now, because you have the Holy Spirit, he can help you. But then someone says, the Holy Ghost is when I wrote the Bible. He can teach me everything. Then why are you reading your Bible then since he wrote the Bible? Why do you read your Bible? Amen. If the Holy Spirit can teach you everything and show you what's right or wrong, don't read your Bible at all. Let him tell you the entire Bible by yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we can be very, very, you know, we can be very picky about the things that we think are important and things that are not. And when something is not important to us, we then ask questions like, why is this important? Amen. And when we say those things, we, we forget that we're not applying a very straight or, or yes, our, 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 um, our ways are not straight or our judgment is not, is not sincere in that there are areas of the Bible that are not important that we are very attentive to. Amen. For example, if we're to be focused on only things that are very important, that the only thing you should be looking at in the Bible is the will of God for your life and nothing, absolutely nothing else. Amen. And that should be the only thing you're looking at in the Bible, right? Um, and we, I'm saying that not, uh, everyone understands the, the reason why I'm saying all these things, right? Just to make sure that we are in, in, in intentionally being well-rounded. One of the reasons why my gave once was that you want to make sure that in your Christian walk, you always leave room for improvement and for growth. Hallelujah. So in other words, you learn a few things, you, um, you journey in some form or some fashion, but then you also are careful to, to um, make sure that as you're journeying, as you're making progress, um, you're, you're biting off more than you can chew. That's how you exercise yourself, right? You read something in the Bible that you don't understand. Don't just jump over it. You take some time out. Hey, what does this mean? And exercise yourself. Amen. That's how children grow. They can't walk, but they try to walk, right? They can't crawl, but they try to crawl. They try to roll over. They try to lift up their heads. They try to talk. It is by trying to do these things, they exercise themselves, and eventually their muscles get strong enough to actually execute what they've been, you know, um, 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 I guess, privileged to do, matured into. Hallelujah. So I hope all that makes sense. The last reason is because, um, can, I call these, can I call this the last reason? There's many more reasons, but... The last one I want to mention today, though, is that you would check the apostles in the scriptures, amen? When they taught, they taught from the Jewish uh, scriptures. And if you check the epistles, the book of Acts, for example, and the rest of the epistles, you discover that what we call the epistles today, even the gospels, did not exist in the days of Paul until much later in his life, amen? Prior to when the first epistle was written, which I believe was either the book of James or the book of First Thessalonians, you would discover that there was actually no other writings but Genesis through Malachi, that the, you know, the, the apostles used to disciple the Gentile church. In other words, when Paul went to, you know, to Corinth to go preach the gospel, when he went to Ephesus, <coughs> the context, the scripture he spoke from was not the book of Ephesians. It wasn't the book of Corinthians because he hadn't written to them yet. The, the epistles were written after he preached in those churches. Then he would, the sermons that he taught them, he would use the epistles to highlight, summarize, remind them of things that he said before. You see even what I'm saying right now in the epistles themselves. Amen. So you discover that the early church, our church fathers, people that we, you know, we look up to as role models, people like Apostle Paul. Amen. When you look at them in the scriptures, these men taught from the Hebrew scriptures. 
and they taught from the Hebrew scriptures with understanding. So they, Paul would show you that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places from the Old Testament. Isn't that incredible? Amen. I actually, I'm looking forward to maybe an experience at some point in time to, to you know, to bear witness to what classes, what 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 um classes would have been like in the school of Tyrannus. Amen. I think that's what it was called, right? The Tyrannus. I think that's what it's called. I have to check Book of Acts to be sure. But that place where Paul taught every day for two years, I wonder, you know, what was the context of his teachings? You know, like what scripture was he using and how did he use them? Amen. Because they taught more than what you see in the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Another reason why we like to teach from the Hebrew scriptures is because that is the, again, we said the language, overall the tone, the idioms, and that's the, that's the original pattern. I think I'll end it with that. Amen. The goal is not to draw us back to Judaism. Amen. That is a very, um, you know, um, lazy, um, you know, attack, you know, um, you, you, there's a way you can see something in it and you just throw a label on it and use the label to justify your disapproval. Amen. And as nice as that might seem to you, I want to encourage you to um, not be lazy. Amen. And actually take time out to actually go through yourself and discover, you know, is the, are these things that these people are saying true? Amen. Uh, word for now is emphasis, you know, for a while has been on the Jewish culture. You know, Papa has been um, on a, you know, kind of like a prophetic tangent now since the end of last year into the beginning, into mid this year. Many of the events you're seeing right now, he prophesied like so many times during the teachings. He prophesied them as curriculums, as series, and we're seeing them play out right now. Amen. So, um, I mean, if you want to, you can go back if you want to and go over each of the different word for now sessions and you're going to see like, oh, wow, this was prophesied, that was prophesied, this and this and this. The things like a few scarcity, the famines, the droughts, the wars that have taken place over the world long before the Ukraine thing happened, long before any of this stuff was happening. Amen. So anyways, um, the direction that I'll be taking it on, though, is on the principles and the scriptures. And I mean that by the um, maybe not the um, the. Um, the prophetic spirit, like tangible husband had it on, but the prophetic scriptures, amen, as in the Old Testament, hallelujah. And even in the immersion, amen, when I'm going to be teaching in the immersion, the, the downloads I got, I saw, like, I felt an, a very strong emphasis on sh letting young people discover the Jewish culture. And I'll be honest with you, when I first caught fire for God in Bible school, that was what made me excited to read the Bible. The fact that I could see Jesus in the Old Testament. And I, there's nothing wrong with knowing the New Testament alone. Um, if you are willing to embrace the rest of the scripture, the problem is when we have this, you know, kind of shade we throw on the Old Testament and say it's for the Jews, not realizing the Bible says that he that is a Jew is one that is inwardly. Paul said in the, in the book of Romans, right, that if you believe in Jesus, you're you're a Jew inwardly. You might not be, um, you might not have their physical appearance. You might not, you know, sound like them, whatever that means. Amen. But um, at the same time, you're a Jew inwardly. Amen. I explained. I think last time I explained how races race races um or racial divisions apart, <clears throat> apart from the specific calling out of the virtues of christ that every single child of my tongue should bring forward to god apart from that races as they looked at individually apart from that context is not going to amount to anything useful does that make sense unless you're looking at um uh, let's say the yoruba tribe in nigeria okay and what you if what you have in your mind is Yoruba people are meant to bring forth an offering onto God. And I want to help them or figure out what it is or help them find it or help them get across to it. If that is your goal, according to the scriptures, you are justified. Amen. If, if, you, if you're going to, um, um, to India, for example, right, 
and then you're thinking to yourself, okay, I want to, you know, find out um, what exactly, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, I don't know if, um, I don't know how many tribes there are in India, but um, um, what unique offering is meant to be coming forth from from this nation? And then what will come to your mind is, you know, if, if that's the case, then what, what's coming to your mind is actually birthed by the spirits of God. Amen. Let's say you're going to, um, let me see here, let's say Jamaica. Amen. And on, 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 Haiti, I'm mentioning um, Central South American countries, Argentina next, um, um, Russia, you know, as you keep on going, if what you have in your mind is the unique offering, amen, of the Gentiles being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, then keep it going. You're doing great. Everything else, the Bible says there is no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no Gentile, amen. There's no male, there's no female. The only context of male and female, according to the scriptures, Amen. Is in the marriage setting, which is so interesting. That is where we have now, you know, in the world, we've now decided to, you know, break that one down. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, um, hope everyone understands. So, um, um, I remember looking back and seeing Jesus in Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and just being like, wow, that's amazing. And that was my journey. I just began to comb through the scriptures. And I remember the excitement of seeing that Jesus Christ was like um, um, Isaac was like a figure of Jesus because he was Abraham's son and he wanted to offer him unto God. And God was God was touched by that sacrifice that, you know, he never went he never went through with it, but he was still touched nonetheless and said, wow, I'm going to give you my son since you wanted to give me your son. And how that was a message, you know, of the gospel preached to us and then other places in the scriptures, you know, the Passover lamb and on and on and on, you know, like the book of Job how the true innocent sufferer wasn't Job, but Jesus. And so many beautiful things. Discovering that the tabernacle is actually Jesus was a big one for me. Seeing the kingdom of God in the tabernacle. Oh my gosh, I remember that season of my life. I could not stop reading the Bible, amen. And there's many young people, amen. I really want to encourage many young people that they don't realize that what they refer to as a lack of hunger for God or spiritual laziness, or maybe a lack of, of desire for things of God is just ignorance of some things. There are some things, if you are privy to them, that is the end of your lack of hunger. That is the end of your being distracted in Bible study or in Devo time, because you're going to be like, I want more of this. And no one is going to be asking you to read your Bible. Why? You've discovered something that's precious, amen? For some people I'll recommend they read things like, you know, God's generals. Some other people I recommend they read like Fox's Book of Martyrs. Oh my goodness, that was a wonderful time for me back in the day. Hallelujah. Heritage is so powerful, amen? And that was the trajectory that we've been on from our um, recently, um, not recently any longer, but our um, not too long ago completed conference, the Watchmen Prophetic Conference, right? Um, Christ, the blueprint of future ages. Hallelujah. So I really hope this blessed y'all. I hope this was encouraging. Um, don't be afraid to dig into the word, to dig into the scriptures. Um, a few recommendations I have for many people is that they get this application. If you use an iPhone, get this app called The Holy Bible by Paul Avery. It is a powerful tool for me. I use it when I'm doing Bible studies for so many reasons. One, it has Greek and Hebrew interlinear, so I can see the English, the Greek, or the Hebrew, and then the inter, um, the the transliteration, that's how it's pronounced, and then the Strong's Concordance number. That's one reason why. The second reason why, which I think is most important, is cross-references. I can click on any verse and pull out all the cross. Okay, it's called um, the Holy Bible 
by Paul Avery. Amen. Hallelujah. And honestly speaking, I don't know. I don't know how people think. I don't know how people process things. God sent me this application. <laughs> First of all, it's free, super fast. And to unlock the study tools is $1. Man, I have, I, I, I am just so grateful to Jesus for this app. This app has energized. Most of the stuff I know is from this thing. Yes, I've heard teachings. Yes, I've, I can tell you most, my meditations, they flow because of this. Because I can get a scripture that God is having me meditate on. And I can, I can study that scripture, that theme throughout the entire Bible. And it also has a powerful search feature. That's so cool. If you're looking for any verse, you can search for it very quickly. Many times in fellowship, when my mom would ask me for a verse that I don't know about, sometimes I'll actually search it in. So not every single time that I'm saying the scriptures that I know. Amen. Many times it's also because I have this incredibly, really lightning fast application. To do that, the design this app was brilliant. I can tell you the truth. So um, that's one. If you're using Android or you want everything else for free, I recommend this app because it is fast and it is pretty. I love how pretty it is. And I like aesthetics. All my notes, I make them look nice, and some of you are like that. Um, another application you can get is called the Blue Letter Bible. Another powerful application. Get this. It would really, it's doing the same thing as this. I don't know if it has a search feature, but it has a cross-references. It has a Strong's and um, um, interlinear words with the Greek and Hebrew. And this is where you catch, like, little mistakes in the King James and, and little things here. Please understand, not every single thing is going to be shown to you in Hebrew and Greek. The Holy Spirit is still the one that's leading and guiding, even in your study. Amen. So don't think that because you now have these tools, you can just jump off the ledge. Hallelujah. There's many people that spoke the original languages of the scriptures. And yet the Bible says they wrestle with the scriptures to their own destruction. Hallelujah. So um, get these tools. Why am I saying all this to you? Because, beloved, our, even though this is, um, I don't have the Festival of Lights graphic, but even though the immersion um, theme is called the Father of Lights, um, it actually takes place around Hanukkah. Amen. And I'm going to search this up because I should know this. Um, Hanukkah 2022 is actually, yes, Sunday, the 18th of December. That's perfect. Amen. So it actually um, is taking place on Sunday. Oh, that's so cool. Man, we are going to have a party. Man, I don't know who's, who's excited with me. Hanukkah is a feast of dedication. Amen. And it's also the Feast of Lights. Um, it was during that time that there was this, I'm trying to remember the story exactly, but there was all this attack against the temple, amen. Long story short, um, the command for the temple was to keep the fire burning. And I think they had no more fuel, but throughout a period of, I can't remember, I think like eight or nine days, I can't remember, the menorah stayed lit supernaturally by the power of God, amen. That was a huge blessing of the Lord for Israel to keep the, the, the lamp um, burning. Remember when the lamp went out? Um, what's his name? God. Yeah, he got messed up real bad. Eli. Remember that story in the scriptures? Hallelujah. So um, what a wonderful time. Why am I saying all this? Because the Feast of Hanukkah is actually called the Feast of Dedication. It was during the time when they were dedicating the temple. I think what happened was they had no oil um, in their lamps for in the, in the menorah to keep the lamp burning, to, to comb out and clean up the temple. But the light stayed burning because they wanted to dedicate the temple. In other words, as we repent of the things we should not be doing, as we let go of things in our past, amen, as we, let, as we just abandon mistakes, you know, um, confess them, forsake them, that don't, I, I always tell people, ne just because you're a new Christian in Christ doesn't mean you deny that you made mistakes. If you made a mistake, confess it and just step away from it. Don't look back, amen. 
the biggest mistake you can make as a child of God is to get into the habit of acting like you didn't make a mistake to yourself and to God. You are in trouble if you're doing that because subconsciously you're teaching your soul that that thing you're doing is wrong, is right, or is okay. And you never want to do that. Amen. You want to make the practice of confessing, calling that thing wrong. Never call what is wrong right. Never do that. As a child of God, you are endangering your spiritual walk if you do that. Because evil spirits, they thrive on what is called the knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge of good and evil in the scriptures, amen, that is inconsistent with the knowledge of good and evil of God is dangerous. That phrase, knowledge of good and evil, means judgment or discernment. If you mess around, amen, calling what is good evil and what is evil good, you are in, or, or what is evil good, you are in serious trouble. You as a child of God need to make it be your mind to make sure that you call what is wrong, wrong, and what is right, right. If you make a mistake, say, Lord, I am sorry. I apologize. And you move on. Amen. Receive the forgiveness by the blood. Amen. No matter what you've done, receive the forgiveness by the blood. Make sure you actually receive the forgiveness. In the forgiveness of Jesus Christ is the power to stop what is wrong and begin to amend your ways and step forward. Amen. Repentance. Hallelujah. And that's what the season is for. Amen. We've explained before in the cave about how um, this winter season right december time is not actually for christmas amen it is actually for hanukkah amen jesus christ in hanukkah said i am the light of the world amen so the feast of light is a festival of jesus on those grounds we celebrate jesus amen so we celebrate jesus amen in december because it is the feast of jesus christ but it's also the feast of dedication where we present ourselves to the lord and dedicate ourselves and when we are done dedicating ourselves we then begin to rejoice in what? In the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we're gonna be doing at the immersion, hallelujah. At the immersion, we're gonna be throwing a party. The Father has been a visitor, visit us, amen, and really minister to us. So here is our commissioning before we round up, okay? Everyone here, don't forget, you have to make sure when you're finished with, when we're done with work for now, okay? You are going to go on Facebook, on Instagram and on WhatsApp, and you are going to begin to push out everywhere, all right, promotional materials. That looks like um, um, I'm going to be putting on the WhatsApp groups, vertical videos, and portrait, um, um, landscape videos, um, full HD videos. Vertical videos are the portrait ones, the ones that you watch on your phone like this, the new ones like the shorts, the Instagram reels, amen, the, the TikTok videos, all right? Then the full HD videos are the landscape, landscape ones, okay? The ones you, you were used to on YouTube, for example. Amen. The widescreen ones. Okay. So I'll put um, for all those versions, make them available on our social media platform, on our, our WhatsApp, on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Go to our pages, respective pages on Screen Next Generation, Facebook, Screen Next Generation, um, Instagram. And you're going to find all those materials there. Take them and then begin to push them all over the place. Amen. While we're doing this, we want to take advantage of the algorithm of these social media networks to spread the word. That's when we want more people to come in. We have a, an auditorium that needs to be filled with God's people. Amen. And we want to make sure. So what, what we've seen is that the, the power of God that is available, if 2 million people walk in, he's going to touch all of them. If one pe person walks in, he's going to touch that person. Does that make sense? It's whoever is hungry that's filled. Amen. There's no shortage. Amen. When we're praying, we're not praying for volume of the Lord, we're praying for saturation, right? And intensity. That intensity, amen, is consistent all throughout the room, right? So if the room is 5,000, whatever, once you meet, once you want the intensity, which is a specific water level, amen, then the Lord touches everyone at that intensity, right? 
the same thing with lower intensity, same thing with even higher intensities. Amen. So we're praying for a specific intensity of the Lord, but we need more people to be touched by that. Hallelujah. And so one of those we're going to be doing that is using our social media networks. Amen. So all of y'all are going to be like evangelists and apostles and preachers spreading the word. Some of you who are on TikTok, you know how that works. So help us go there and push things there and let people there know. I I I I don't know, man. I've tried, I've tried TikTok. I don't know what's happening there. Instagram is a little bit more. I've tried, man. My age is showing so badly. There's another one called Real Me or Be Real. I tried that thing. I just looked at it. I'm like, wow. It's still on my phone. I don't even have the energy to open it up. It's all good. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. I want to thank every single one of you for joining us this year. You have been amazing. Pastor Frank Sieber says his love and his greetings. I want to appreciate every one of you for the hunger, for the time. I know that many people are busy doing, you know, you busy do many things, but you take time out um, in whatever form or fashion you can to make yourself available here to hear the word. Amen. As we share, as we dig in, as we nourish ourselves, as we feed, as we feast. Hallelujah. So I want to thank you again. Also, thank you for the questions that were asked. We want to encourage you. Anything you do not understand all throughout this year, please write them down so that next year we can have more interactive sessions where people are asking questions and then we're giving responses. The reason why we want questions answered is because we want to make sure everyone has a thorough understanding of what is being taught. We would actually prefer to spend more time dwelling on things. And I'll share one reason why that's important is because many times when we dwell on things, um, we ourselves get edified. Like I get edified a lot when I dwell on things. Like recently, because of spending so much time in the feasts and meditating time and time again, I broke into some understanding of the scriptures that I never had before. Um, this last prayer stretch, I can't say I broke into anything understanding wise. I broke into things um, spiritually, like within myself. I know like I broke into a new realm in the Lord, but like I didn't get any downloads until after the prayer stretch happened. Amen. That was when I started getting, man, the Bible is just incredible. Amen. So um, um, that repetition, that staying on things, amen, over time, it, it really helps us. So we were looking for excuses to do that. Sometimes we have a long series where we break things down you know, phase by phase and we come over things. We don't make it too slow so that we don't, we, you know, we're diminishing returns, right? So um, we wanna make sure though that everyone understands. So we would like it if when we see something that's difficult to understand, something that's hard, something that you don't think is right, you let us know. And even we ourselves can get corrected by that, amen? I remember a man of God, big man of God, my sister corrected him once. I was scared for her, but he was so humble and he accepted that. I'm not, I, don't, I won't consider myself a big man of God, amen? I'll consider myself a child of God. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can, if, if you feel like what I'm saying is wrong um, from the scriptures, don't tell me because what you feel like. Amen. What I mean by from the scriptures is you don't think the Bible is saying that. Amen. If, if you really feel like that, then we can have a beautiful discussion. We can end up, you know, getting deeper and I can get corrected. Amen. Or we can. So um, thank you so much for joining us, beloved. Do not forget, you have to be an evangelist, a soldier. Amen a social media um, apostle, <laughs> a prophet, a teacher, whatever, and help us spread the word about Father Lights. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. Jesus Christ loves you more than we do. You are officially dismissed. Have a blessed night and Jesus dreams. Oh, thank you, Ms. Renita. <laughs> Love y'all so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>